Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You can't say that you love somebody and then turn around and do what you did. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't work that way. You love me? No, you don't. You love the way I made you feel about you. And that's the fucking problem. Take the sex away and you'll come to realize that not many individuals have that much to offer. Emotionally, mentally, spiritually, our generation of society is so pressed for physicality, everybody forgets mentality and personality create the bonds that form longevity. That's also a problem. We live in a throwaway generation. And it comes down to everything from physical things to emotional things to people. Something breaks in today's society. Everybody's so quick to just throw it away instead of try to fix it, try to repair it, try to mend it. That isn't a thing nowadays. Nobody cares about that. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody wants to spend the time. Nobody wants to spend the energy. Nobody gets that much of a connection to anything in today's society. And that's a problem. Relationships are the same way. Anytime anybody gets into an argument in a relationship nowadays, everybody's so quick to just throw it away and go to the next one. Tinder is the newest thing. Dating apps are the newest thing. Everybody just swipes right. That's the famous thing now. Swipe right. Swipe right. They just go to the next one. You're not getting along with the person you're in a relationship with. Uh, Whether you're married, dating, in the talking stage, everybody just wants to just drop it and go to the next one. Oh, something's not right. And everybody's got a name for it. There's uh, everything's red flags or everybody's a narcissist nowadays or everybody's gaslighting or everybody said hurtful, mean things or there's just a whole slew of things and everybody's so quick to put a label on or put a name on it. And 90% of the time, we're just so full of shit. And the only one that they're bullshitting is themselves because they need to make up something in their head to justify the action they're about to take which is to run, which is to leave, which is to bail out, which is to give up. And that is a big problem. That's a big problem in today's society, and that is creating an even bigger problem moving forward. It's been said for many years that your children are sponges. Any child is a sponge. They learn by watching. They learn by seeing what's going on around them. And when kids nowadays are looking at their parents' relationships, their siblings' relationships, and they're seeing what they're doing, they're being taught that that's the way it should be. So this isn't just a generation issue that's going on right now. It's an issue that's going to dribble its way, extend its way, for long its patterns into the next generation and the generation after that. If it doesn't get stopped, if somebody doesn't start to change the things, but who's going to do that? You know, people will talk and they say that, you know, many years ago, my grandparents, they were married 50 years. You know, they didn't, you know, they, they never went to bed angry. They never went to bed arguing. They never went to bed mad at each other. Well, you know, I, I find that to be not so much true. I mean, they did. They had their times. They had their arguments. But the core values were different. The things they believed in were different. The things they wanted and worked for were different because, It was worth saving. It was worth keeping. They had different values. They had different morals. And they were brought up differently. They were also at one time that sponge. And they seen what their parents and their family members, their siblings, their aunts, their uncles, their grandparents at the time were doing. And that's what taught them to fight for what you want. To fight for what you need to hold on to. And to put value on things, to put value into a relationship, to put value into the things that are around you. Don't waste money on a new refrigerator or a new washing machine when you can get it fixed for far less of a price and save yourself that money that could be used on other things or put away into savings. Relationships were so different many years ago because people didn't give up on each other. People had that mentality where you get into an argument in the afternoon, in the evening, and it was, for lack of a better phrase, it was, you're tired of me? Good, go to bed. We'll try again tomorrow. It wasn't, I'm going to the bar, or 
I'm out of here and they leave and not come back. It wasn't they go find the next person. It wasn't they look on a dating app and see, you know, what else was out there. And it's not just the dating apps. It's social media in general. Now, I love social media. I'm a big fan of it. I have myself available on multiple different platforms. But two of the main platforms I have deleted out of my life and have taken away are Facebook and Instagram. Now, both of those could be used for many positive things. There's Marketplace on Facebook where you can go to look for things that you need to purchase. Um, there is, you know, the main reasons for it is to stay connected with people that you can't otherwise stay connected with on a daily basis, which is why I had it at one time, was to stay connected with past people that I'd served in the military with. And it was easier because we were in different states and we couldn't talk to each other. And that was why I created it. And then to share pictures with family and friends like everybody commonly does. But that is also turned into a dating app of sorts. It is turned into you see a friend of a friend on there that pops up as a request or somebody you might possibly know. And instantly you're on there checking out their profile. What do they look like? What do they do? What's their, um, what's their social engagement? What is their marital status or relationship status? You look at all these things and then they start private messaging each other and all the while many of these people are already currently in relationships and they're checking out these other people they're checking out their other options social media has made leaving your current situation so readily available and so easy to do that people are so quick to do it and that's a problem that's a problem because Without social media, I honestly believe that a lot of people in today's society wouldn't do the things that they're doing now. They wouldn't even entertain the option to partake in the activities that a lot of people are doing because of social media and because social media is right there. And like I said, it's not just dating sites. It's all kinds of other things like Snapchat and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and I was just speaking the other day with some people about TikTok and how, you know, I watch it just as much as the next person. And you'll watch these videos that pop up all the time on the FYP, the For You page, for those of you that don't know what TikTok is, you know, but they will watch videos. And, you know, depending on what you're into, if, if you're a female looking for a guy, a guy looking for a female or looking for the same sex, whatever it is that you're into and videos pop up and you see these people that are very attractive and they seem very happy and very upbeat and they're just catching your eye all the way around in these little clips that they're posting on TikTok and people will start messaging them. They will start trying to get into contact with them and I'll read through some of the comments on these videos and it, it's just nonstop. It's all the way down. It's, uh, you know, hey, beautiful, or hey, you're, you're gorgeous, or, you know, do you want to meet up or Snapchat me or send me a text or send me a message? I want a private message. And it's all the way down. It's just nonstop. And there's hundreds of comments. Some of them have thousands of comments. And it's all, you know, a hundred guys all the way down commenting the same things to the same girl she literally has her pick she can do whatever she wants it it's just it's absolutely ridiculous now the conversation that i was having with these other people was do you really think that you see say you're a guy and you see this girl on there and you think right off the bat i'm gonna message her you know maybe we can meet up maybe i can hook up with this girl and that's very possible. Maybe you will meet up with that girl. Maybe you will hook up with that girl. But maybe, also just maybe, you might develop feelings for that girl. You might really start to like that girl. And this is where a problem comes in. Do you think for one second that girl is going to stop making those TikToks where she's shaking her body all over the internet? Do you think for one second that girl is going to, now because she's talking to you and because you two are starting to create something, do you think she's going to find an issue with the fact that all these guys are still commenting on her videos? There's a chance that she will stop it. I'm not saying everybody's the same. I think that is a little, 
infantile at best to say that everybody is the same and everybody will react the same. I think we all know that that's not the case. However, in many cases, that is going to be how it goes. Now, is that guy or you, are you that guy that will be able to handle that? This is now your girl. You have This is the scenario we're painting here. You have now developed this relationship with this girl and you have now built something here. So now you're in a relationship. You have developed feelings for this girl. Are you going to be able to handle the fact that she is still in bikini pictures or panties and bras or whatever it is that she is making those videos on that you saw? Daisy Dukes on a sports bra, we'll say. Let's keep it, let's keep it semi-clean. Let's say that that's the video that a video similar to that is what caught your eye and what made you contact her. Do you think she's going to stop doing that? She's going to stop making those. And do you still want her to do that? Are you still okay with her doing that? And guys all over the world commenting on your now girlfriend's videos that she's posting like that. You may be okay with that. The majority of people will not because they will not want the person they're in a relationship with exploited like that on the internet for everybody to see, for everybody to leave comments. And you as a person, you as the guy, have to be able to handle that because your only other option is to ask her or tell her, depending on the type of person you are, but ask her to stop doing it. Now, that's the first step in attempting to change her. When you go into a relationship and you attempt to change somebody, that's your problem from the start. That's your problem from the start. And you are creating a scenario that will inevitably not end in your favor. Once you start to change somebody and start to change who they are, the things they do, the things they like, the things that make them happy, they are gonna do one of two things. Either one, they're gonna walk away right from the start. Or two, they're gonna look at it as, it's not that bad. I can understand. And then over time, you're going to realize that they have asked you to change more things and more things. Because once you give somebody that power, that option to request certain things of you, to ask you to change certain things, and you have agreed to do that, and they know that, you have taught them that that is what they can do. You have taught them that you are the type of person that will do whatever it is that they ask, and all they have to do is ask. So it's only going to get worse, and it's going to turn into bigger things, and it's going to turn into many things, and eventually, you're going to sit back and you're going to think to yourself, how did I even get to this point? When did all this start? And by then, you're now in a situation that you're not happy with, but they didn't see anything wrong with it, and they still don't see anything wrong with it because it's been going on so long and you've been so submissive to it. We kind of went down a rabbit hole. And with going down that rabbit hole, it put me in a position to show you exactly what I'm trying to tell you. One thing always leads to another. And eventually it grows and grows and grows and grows and inevitably the relationship will end. And it all stemmed from that availability on social media. Now, this scenario happens far more than just social media. It happens without social media. It happens on a daily basis in so many relationships that I have been in myself and I have watched and talked to other people that have been in these situations and in these types of relationships. And it always ends the same way. It always, eventually somebody gets sick of it and it's usually the person that has been submissive to the other person. Submission isn't a good thing. Um, when you're in a relationship and you do certain things, uh, some people might look at it and say, you know, why are you giving in to the other person? Why are you doing everything they ask you to do? In, in some situations, you're, you're not giving in. It's not a bad thing. It's compromise. It's consideration. Like, you know, when I was married, I wouldn't go out to strip clubs with buddies of mine and spend a ton of money watching girls dance naked in front of me. And I didn't do it because I was whooped by the girl I was married to or because I was, you know, under her thumb. I did it out of consideration because it, it's just very 
it's very disrespectful to her. Why would I do that to her? And at the same time, I wouldn't want her going to a male strip club and doing the same thing. I wouldn't be okay with that. So I wouldn't do it to her. So there's a difference between being submissive and not doing certain things out of consideration or out of respect for the person you're with. And that's not a bad thing. The submissive part is the bad thing. And that's where another part of today's relationships come into play where people will just go along and go along and go along with things and never say anything, never speak up, never never do anything because now at this point they've been doing it so long and they realize they've been doing it so long that they don't know how to bring it up to the person they're with. They don't know how to tell the person they're with, hey, listen, it, it's just not... It's not working for me with doing things like this. I, I don't, I feel like you're controlling me. I feel like you're controlling every aspect of my life, controlling everything that I do. But in a lot of cases, they don't. They don't bring it up. And then once the relationship ends and inevitably ends, then it comes out. Then it all comes out. And the other person is like, well, why didn't you tell me? And there's so many reasons behind it. And this is what happens. But instead of bringing it up and trying to fix it, it brings us right back to that same initial problem that I started with in the beginning of this. It's a throwaway generation. People will just throw it away and they'll just walk away from the relationship because in their minds, they don't believe that it can change. They don't believe it can be fixed. They don't believe that there's any repair or any reconciliation to be had. They just believe, I'm just going to go throw it away and find a different one. Well, guess what? The pattern's going to continue. The pattern's going to continue because you didn't speak up. You didn't talk about what was right or what wasn't right or what bothered you or what didn't bother you. And I've seen it more than once. When somebody brings this to their attention, they immediately, immediately say, well, I tried. Oh, did you? Is that right? Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. In many cases, they don't. Or in many cases, they expect the other person to know what they're thinking. So they'll say, hey, you know, we need to talk about something. And they'll bring up something, and it may be something small. But it is not the actual issue that they're having. It's something, you know, similar to it or something in the same realm of it. But it's not the actual issue they're having. And then they expect their partner to be able to pick up on the rest of it. They expect their partner to know exactly what they're thinking, exactly the problem they're having, and they don't because people are not mind readers. Men are not mind readers. Women are not mind readers. Nobody knows what the other person is thinking. Some people, as arrogant as they can be, will say, I know what everyone's thinking, or I know what my partner's thinking, or this or that. I know what my wife's thinking, or I know what my husband's thinking. That's just ignorant. Nobody knows what the other person's thinking. You might have an idea what they're thinking or what they're feeling because you've known them so long, you've been around so long. But if it's a situation like this, you clearly don't know what they're thinking because if you did, the problem wouldn't be there. If you knew that they were thinking they didn't like how a certain part of the relationship was going and they didn't, they're not happy with it. They're they're thinking about leaving the relationship as a result of it. And it's really bothering them. And you continue to do it. And you knew that? You knew what they were thinking? You knew about the issue at hand and how it affected the other person? And you didn't change it? Then you, you made your own bed. You dug your own grave. And what happens to you is your own fault. And there's nobody to blame but yourself. Whether your ego will let you or not, that's the case, and, and that's just how it is. So you can't expect your partner to be a mind reader. You have to tell them what you're thinking. You have to tell them what you're going through. You have to tell them how things are bothering you and affecting you, and have a serious conversation. Be willing to be vulnerable. For fuck's sakes, you're with them, right? You're in a relationship with them, right? At some point, you have been vulnerable already, and if you haven't, why in the hell are you even in a relationship with them? If you don't feel like you can be vulnerable with the person you're with, if they don't make you feel that safe or that comfortable, what the fuck are you doing in that relationship? I've never been one to sugarcoat things. I've never been one to put the icing on the cake, to go easy into things. I tell it like it is. Ironically, people love me and hate me for the same reason. But 
I tell people what they need to hear versus what they want to hear. And my closest friends and family members know that that's the way I am and they know that I expect nothing less back from them. Give it to me straight. I'm a big guy. I can handle it. If I'm out of control, if I'm doing something wrong, if I need to be put in my place, by all means, do it. Don't sugarcoat it. Don't bullshit me. Lay it on the line. That's why I'm putting this the way that I am. It is that serious. Our relationships in today's generation are falling the fuck apart. Falling the fuck apart. Stop this, replay it, and listen to that again if you need to. It is disgusting, absolutely disgusting, the way that people look at each other these days, the way that people treat each other, the way that people are so quick to jump to another person, whether still in that relationship or not in that relationship. People are so quick to run away and go to another person. Sometimes they don't even leave the person they're with. They will literally humiliate and disrespect the person they're with because they feel they are not being treated correctly or they are not getting out of the relationship what they expect or want to get out of it. So they will go and fuck somebody else. Literally, physically, fuck somebody else because they think somewhere in their completely misaligned brain think that if they just go and have a one-night stand with somebody, that'll fix all the problems that are in their current relationship. And people seriously think this way. I've had this conversation with people that I know, and I literally look at them, my only reply is, what? What? What the fuck did you just say to me? I, I look at them and I, and I ask them, like, do you honestly hear what the fuck just came out of your mouth? Do you hear that? Do you hear yourself speaking right now? And they just look at me dumbfounded like I have snakes coming out of my eyes. I don't think they honestly understood what they had just said or how they had tried to make me be on board with what they were saying. Like I was going to say, well, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. No, it fucking doesn't. Like, listen to what you're saying. Listen to how you're trying to rationalize this in your own head. And furthermore, try to make me be on the same page as you like I'm supposed to validate what you're doing to you. And yes, you heard that exactly right. What you're doing to you. Because you're hurting yourself by your own actions. And in the end, everything's going to come crumbling down on you. And it's not just the relationship that you're in. Because they always find out. They always find out. If you fuck around behind somebody's back, eventually they will find out. And you can deny it until the end of days and say it never happened, you never did it, but people know. People know when somebody is having an affair on them, whether it is a relationship, a dating relationship, a marriage, whatever. People know when they're being done dirty. They may not catch on right away. You may do it for a length of time. Hell, it happened to me for a year and a half and I didn't find out till after the relationship was over. And I found out from three of her closest friends and one family member of hers. Did I bring it up to her? No, absolutely not. Why? It's not a conversation worth having. Some conversations just aren't meant to be had. But it just goes to show you that people will find out. People will always find out what you do. So why put yourself in that predicament? If things are so bad for you, then clearly walk away before you're going to cheat. But long before that comes into play, I say fix it. Try to fix it. Stop this throwaway generation. Stop this just giving up and running. Stop just letting go when something's not going your way. And regardless of what you have told people you've tried to do, Actually try to fix it if it means something to you. If it doesn't, be honest with yourself. Be honest with the person you're with and walk away. Tell them you don't want to fix it. I'm sorry. I know we could probably try to work on this, but I just don't want to. It's not for me. I want to go. And then go. Don't string people along. Don't bullshit them. Don't give them bullshit excuses about why you're actually leaving or why it's ending. Or furthermore, don't be real vile and put it all on them when they probably haven't done anything and you're transferring over to them. Transference is a huge, huge topic in today's relationships and arguments in today's relationships and reasons why a lot of relationships end 
people are huge on transference. And that's a topic for a whole different podcast. I could go on for a lengthy amount of time on just transference in itself. But you have to put in the effort and you have to make an attempt to fix your relationship and to make things work. I honestly believe that a lot of relationships people are ending and people are walking away from because... They have an issue in the relationship. Something's not going right. Maybe they don't like the way somebody is talking to them. Maybe they don't like the fact that their partner is never home. Maybe they don't live with that person, but they don't like the fact that they're not getting enough time with that other person. Maybe work schedules come into play. Maybe the other person is spending more time with their friends and less time um, with you. There could be a whole slew of different things. Maybe there's an issue, you have kids together, and it's you don't agree on how the other person is parenting. There's so many different things. But you have to sit that person down, and you have to be willing to talk to that person and tell that person, listen, here's my issue. I'm not slamming on you. I'm not trying to be ugly against you. I'm not trying to demean you, to put you down, to disrespect you. But this is the situation that is bothering me. This is how I see it. This is where I see it leading to if it doesn't get fixed. Give that other person the opportunity to fix it. Don't... More than once, and this did happen in a relationship that I was in, but not in reference to my relationship I've had this conversation with a number of different couples that have told me the same exact thing, and that's why I bring it up. That's exactly why I'm going to cover this, because I hear it so often. It's just a repetitive situation that happens in so many different relationships. People always end up splitting up, and I always hear one of the two of them, not just the woman, Many times it's the guy. But I hear it from both. And they say, when I ask the question, did you try to talk to them? Did you try to sit them down and work it out? Did you try to have this conversation with them? And the answer is like, yes, many times, many times. And everybody's so quick and easy to say that. And they're quick to jump at a response. They're quick to jump at an answer to it. You know what they're not quick to jump to an answer to? When I ask them, okay, how did you do it? They stare at me. They stare at me. Or if we're on the phone, there's a long pause and it goes silent. So I followed up with, well, why can't you answer me? Because this is a moment of awakening. This is a moment where you need to be real with yourself. Because you can lie to everybody under the sun. You can lie to family. You can lie to friends. You can lie on social media when you go on there and bash the person that you ended the relationship with. You can, you can lie to everybody. You can't fucking lie to yourself. You can attempt to convince yourself of it. And if you tell enough people a certain story long enough, you'll start to believe it yourself. It's called repetitive behavior. A lot of people do it for many reasons and not just relationships. But if you repetitively tell the same story over and over again, you will start to question in your own head, even though you knew how a situation happened, you'll start to question in your own head if you're remembering it correctly. Did it really happen the way I've been telling everybody or did it really happen another way? You'll forget what actually happened and you'll actually come to believe the story you've been telling. It's called repetitive behavior and people do it by nature. But the problem is, is people can't answer the question. Because in their heads, they believe they did try to have the conversation. They believe they did try to repair the relationship. They believe they did put in every effort and every attempt they could. And they're just so mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically exhausted that they believe they've done everything that they could. When in actuality... They did very little or nothing. Nothing. They sat on it and they dwelled on it for so long, praying, hoping, wishing that it would change. 
that the problem they were having would go away, that the person they were with would come to their senses and they would stop doing what they're doing or start doing what their partner needed them to do. And it never happens. It never happens because people are not fucking mind readers. People can't just guess what you're thinking. People can't just do what you want them to do without you actually telling them. If that was the case, relationships would never end. Marriages would never lead to divorce. Companies would not fire contractors. A contractor would know right off the bat what that company wants. They wouldn't even have to tell them. Yep, absolutely. I know what that company needs from me. And they would just do it. Whether it's landscaping, construction, electrician, plumbing. If it's a lawyer representing a multi-million dollar white collar business for a fraudulent lawsuit or anything along the lines, any mixture thereof, people would already know. And there would be millionaires all over because people would know what to do without second guessing it. People would know what to charge because they would already know what their customer was willing to pay. But it's no different in a relationship. You can't expect to get out of it if you're not putting in it. You can't expect to get 100% out of it if you're putting 70% in it. You can't expect things to just change if you're not willing to confront the situation and hope that it'll change. I have a friend I've known for years. He's actually currently going through his third divorce. Third. You think by now he would have caught on. He did not. Um, and maybe he's just a hopeless romantic. Maybe he just has high hopes, high ambitions. Maybe he's just a glutton for punishment. Who knows? Whatever the situation may be, I can tell him why his relationships keep ending. Are they all his fault? No, absolutely not. I believe there's two sides to every breakup. Some people like to say there's three sides to every breakup. And it's actually funny. I've just had this conversation recently too. and Because uh, there's recently been a song out that says there's two sides to every breakup. One's a lie and one's the truth. And... When that song first came out, a friend of mine called me and they said, holy shit, you wouldn't believe it. This guy just made a song and he says something you've been saying forever. And uh, I said, well, send me the song. And I listened to it and I said, there's a lot of things in that song I've been saying for a long time. I said, but yes, absolutely. And I am a 100% firm believer that there are only two sides to every breakup. There's a lie and there's the truth. Somebody's going to tell the lie and somebody's going to tell the truth. Now, the person that tells the truth is usually the last one to tell their story. And it's usually in a defense mechanism. It's usually a way to defend themselves because they're sick and fucking tired of hearing the bullshit that's coming back to them from the other person. Usually the person that tells the lies is the person that ended the relationship because they need to try to save face. So... Many people will say, and I've heard many people say this, they say there's three sides to every breakup. There's his side, there's her side, and somewhere in the middle is the truth. There is some validity to that, but for the most part, I think it's bullshit. I think what that expression allows, could say entails, I will say allows, because this is exactly what it does. It allows both people to be justified in their own lies. What I mean by that is, let's say a man and a woman get a divorce. And the man says, well, there's three sides to every breakup. There's three sides to our breakup. Well, pretty much what you're telling me is, she's lying. You also admit that you're lying. But you're saying there's three sides and somewhere in the middle is the truth. But you're saying there's three sides because that kind of pulls you off the hook for completely lying. Right, that, that's the ultimate part of it, right? So you're saying that you're telling partial truth and she's telling partial truth and you're both lying and the, tr the real truth, the whole story is somewhere in the middle, right? That's what you're getting at because that's the only way to look at that expression of there's three sides to every story. It means you're both fucking lying and somewhere in the middle is the truth. So if you're both fucking lying, why even tell the story? 
That's not the case at all. There's two sides to every breakup. There's a lie and there's the truth. Now, there's a lot of details. There's a lot of little pieces here and there that could be misconstrued or he said, she said, or he did this or she did that or so on and so forth. But ultimately, why the relationship broke up, it only happened one way. Somebody called for it. You don't just fall out of love. Nobody falls out of love. Nobody stops loving somebody one day because it just disappeared. It just went away. Love ends. Relationships end because somebody made a choice. That's it. It's that fucking simple. People like to say, well, it's not black and white. Nothing's black and white. Yes, it fucking is. Yes, it fucking is. There's all kinds of gray areas in everything. There's gray areas in buying a house and buying a car. There's gray areas in details, specifics on blueprints of constructing a building. There's gray areas in um, political races. There's gray areas in everything. But there's also a black and white side to absolutely everything. Everything. Do you want to go out to dinner tonight? Well, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? You want to go or you don't? Well, I don't know because I don't know where I want to eat. Okay. Where you want to eat is the gray area. Do you want to go or don't you want to go? It's yes or no. Well, yeah, I want to go, but I don't know where I want to eat. So I don't know. Did you get the point of that? The point of that is it's black and white whether you want to go out to eat or not. Yes, you do. But you can't make a decision on why. You can't make a decision if you want to go because you don't know where you want to eat. So the whether or not you want to go isn't the gray area. It's the black and white area. It's yes or it's no. The gray area is where to go. It's the same thing in a relationship. Why did you leave that person? Well, there's a lot to it. it there's, it's a long story. No, it's fucking not. No, it's fucking not. There is, in the long run, if you really want to break down every aspect of things you didn't like or things that weren't working or things the person was or wasn't doing, yeah, there's that. That's the gray area. But why did you break up with them? You broke up with them or you ended the marriage because you weren't happy and you chose to walk away versus work on it and fix it. You want to get to the real sad part? Here's the real sad part. More than once I've heard somebody say to me, and this has been brought up to me recently, and this goes right back to the friend of mine that's going through his third divorce. He told me that going through this divorce, of which it's a divorce that he called for, she didn't, and I honestly believe that the issues in their marriage, because I've talked to both of them, and they know that I've talked to both of them. I'm not doing anything behind their backs. I've spoken separately to both of them. But based off of what they're both telling me, I honestly believe their marriage could have been repaired, salvaged, saved, had they both sat down and had a heart-to-heart were willing to be vulnerable with the other person, were willing to lay it all on the table and not hold back and not hide behind some infantile, pre-adolescent notion of, I can't share my feelings. You know, but you were married to this person for 12 years. Married. They were together for six months, I think, got married, and they were married, married for 12 years. Okay. And I can't share my feelings with that person. Really? Um, were you ever going to share your feelings with that person? You have 12 fucking years invested. 12 years. At what point do you decide that that person is worthy of your feelings? Worthy of your expression? At what point do you decide that that person deserves you to share your feelings with that person? How ignorant, how selfish, how infantile of you. How dare you? So you will get into a marriage with this person, stay married for over a decade, buy a house with this person, 
yet that person is not worthy of you mustering up a few words to heartfully, soulfully express to them how you feel about them? You see a problem? I see a problem. Right from the fucking start. Not everybody can express or share their feelings. And I get that. I understand that. It's very difficult for some people. And some of it's based off of what they grew up watching and experiencing in their childhood with their family members. I get that. I understand that some people it's difficult for. But that doesn't negate the fact that you need to still do it. You need to find a way to do it. You can't just hold it all in and expect the other person to just assume or to just think that this is what you're feeling or this is what you're thinking. People don't know unless you tell them. Of course, showing them is a huge thing and showing them makes all the difference in the world. But if you don't show them and tell them what you're feeling, how do you honestly expect people to know? I'm a firm believer that actions speak louder than words, as they should. Because you can tell somebody that you love them or you care for them all you want. But if you don't actually show them, it's meaningless. It means absolutely nothing. So you can't just expect a situation to evolve or something to change if you continue to do the same things. And you can't openly have a conversation and be vulnerable and lay it all on the table with the other person. And give that other person the option to do the right thing or to do what you want them to do. Let's not even say it's the right thing. Maybe it's just what you want them or need them to do. But if you can't lay it on the table and you can't express that to them and give them that opportunity... How dare you end it, walk away, and then claim that you attempted to change it or claim that you attempted to talk to them when you didn't at all. Maybe you said, we need to talk, and then you sat there and you didn't talk. Why didn't you talk? Oh, because the other person wouldn't stop talking or because they made me feel uncomfortable or because I didn't know the right words to say. Well, you can have a million excuses in the book, but if the words didn't come out of your mouth and you didn't actually do it, you have no one to blame but yourself. You can't blame that other person for not changing something if you didn't express that to them. I'm not perfect by any means, and I do not have all the answers by any means, but every situation has ever arose in a relationship that I've been in that I didn't like, I didn't agree with, or wasn't working for me, and I only came to the table with the problem but I came to the table with what a, situ what a resolution or what an answer or what a solution would be that would be acceptable for me. That would make me overcome that issue. That would make me feel better about it. That would make me okay with moving forward. I never came in an accusatory way. I never came to the table with, here's the problem, this is what I don't like, or this is what I can't deal with, or this is what's making me mad, angry, or upset, and then just expected the other person to understand that and come up with something on their own. I always had an answer. Listen, I don't like the way you talk to me. These are the specific things that you say to me that I don't like. Can you please stop saying these things? things. I didn't just come with a broad spectrum or with a, a wide view and said, okay, I don't like the way you talk to me. Can you please stop talking to me the way you do? And then you leave that other person to think, well, what the hell are they talking about? What things do I say? We talk all the time. We joke all the time. Is it something I'm joking about they don't like? Or is it something in a serious manner? What is it that I need to change that they're not liking? Because something obviously is making them upset it's not a guessing game i don't leave other people to guess i am very to the point like i said before i don't beat around the bush i don't sugarcoat things i lay it on the line this is what i don't like this is what i need to change so i came to the table with the problem and possible solutions or if there's only one solution that solution if the other person chose to change it or chose to meet me in the middle or even counter-react with, okay, well, I know I say these things, but these two things were just joking. This one I said to you because you're being a jerk and you pissed me off and that's why I said it. Okay, that's understandable. People say things when they're pissed off. It is what it is. They've been doing it since the beginning of the time and it'll never change. That in itself is also a problem. Some people claim that it's verbal abuse that don't actually know the definition of verbal abuse. 
But that's, again, another topic for another podcast. But they may have a solution to it, or they may say, okay, well, this is the problem he said he's having. This is how he'd like to fix that problem. Can I do this or can I? Or is it acceptable or is it? Now, at the same time, this is where the vulnerability has to come into play. If somebody comes to you with a problem, you do not have the right to take the validity out of that problem. Let me explain what I mean. If somebody comes to you and says, listen, this is how you make me feel in this situation. Okay. We'll give a scenario. The scenario is you are with your wife and you go out to a local bar or to a festival where there's a lot of people, a lot of people walking around and you know a lot of people and she doesn't. You walk up to groups of people and you start talking to them and you forget to introduce your wife. She's just standing there, doesn't know anybody, doesn't know what to say, is feeling awkward, is feeling uncomfortable. Now, later on, you have that conversation with your wife. She brings it up to you and she tells you that that's a problem, that it makes her feel uncomfortable. It makes her feel awkward. You do not have the right to tell her that's stupid. That's ridiculous. What, that, that doesn't even make any sense. What gives you the right to tell her how she's supposed to feel? You can't tell her how she's allowed to feel. You can't tell her that it's stupid and she shouldn't feel that way. That works both ways. If you're a guy and you tell your wife, hey, listen, I hear how you joke around with your girlfriends and make jokes about me. I don't think it's funny. I know you guys are just joking around. I know you guys aren't serious, but I don't like it. It makes me feel uncomfortable or it makes me feel like an idiot or it humiliates me. You as the wife or you as the girlfriend do not have the right to tell them, oh, just relax or calm down, chill out. It's just a joke. You don't have that fucking right. You don't have the right to tell people how they are allowed to feel or how they are supposed to feel about any given situation. I see that more and more and more, and I hear about it more and more and more every day. It seems to be such a commonality in today's world and in today's relationships that people, they for some reason feel that they have that type of power or they have that stature that they can tell the person they're with how they should feel. It is very ignorant and you are taking way too much power for yourself that you do not deserve to have. It's a lack of respect. It's a lack of respect for the other person and the way another person feels. You're making decisions that aren't yours to make. You're assuming things that you should not assume. And you are pulling the individuality away from the person that you are with because you are not allowing them to feel how they want to feel, to express what they want to express. You are taking their individuality away from them. You are taking their dignity away from them. And you are telling them what they are and are not allowed to do or to feel. So before I answer this, or before I end this, answer me this. Where does this lead to? What is the end result? What's the long game? The long game is the definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting a different result. Because if you fall into any of these categories that I discuss in this, if you do any of these things that I've said in this podcast, you will continue the same patterns over and over again. That next person isn't going to be the end all, do all. They're going to be another story that you're going to have the same result of. It's going to be another instance where you're crying on your girlfriend or your buddy's shoulder about how this one didn't work out. This one, they didn't understand you. They didn't value you. They didn't give you the things you needed. 
and it's going to end just like all the rest. Behind every slutty girl, behind every man whore. is a person that is drowning in fear. And that's the opposite side of the spectrum. So you have the girls that are done with relationships, they're done with men, they're done with not getting what they need, they're done with not being treated the way that they wanted to be treated. And they start playing the field and playing the game. Some people call them sluts, whores, all kinds of names. You have men that do the same thing. They were crushed by a woman or multiple women and they start playing the field. Guys usually don't take the names as harshly. They get called players or man whores. Some may be called sluts. The names aren't the point. The point is all of these people, men and women, are drowning in fear. They're drowning in fear of that next crushed heart. They're drowning in fear of commitment or giving themselves away or giving themselves to somebody because this end result has happened so many times. And unfortunately, in today's throwaway society and how quickly and easily people walk away, it's happening more and more, quicker and quicker. It used to be a relationship that was a multiple of years that has come crashing down. And that's where their fear has developed from. Now, it's relationships that people fall so quickly these days. People fall instantly. Everybody is madly in love and head over heels and it happens so quickly. And it ends just as fast. And so these people are repeating the same repetitive cycle because they don't know how to save a relationship. They don't know how to value a relationship. They don't know how to work on something. They don't know how to have a conversation. If they can't text it, if they can't snap it, if they can't inbox it, they don't know how to sit down face-to-face, have a conversation, and fix something that is broken, fix something that is wrong, to solve an issue, to solve a problem, to overcome an obstacle. And people just cannot wrap their heads around that these days. So they walk away. They do what's now called ghosting. And they don't respond to the other person. They just stop responding to text messages, phone calls, inbox messages, snaps, etc. Because it's easier to just walk away. And that's a problem.